0: You're listening to the Coaches and Creatives Business Startup Show with Jenny Lane. Tune in every week for practical advice, tips and tools to help you start your online business in the right way to lead you quickly to success. And now here's your host, Jenny Lane. I'm sharing some Instagram tips here today for you ladies that are using Instagram as a platform. And perhaps you're not really finding your way around it well enough, you're not seeing the results and you're just struggling a little bit maybe with putting content out there or knowing how to use Instagram well to promote and grow your own business. So I'm going to dive right in because there's quite a lot to cover in this episode and I'm going to start by talking about fancy fonts. Uh, This is something that I have seen happening more and more on Instagram and some of you may have already seen me posting about this on my own Instagram feed because it's kind of become the thing in Instagram to use fancy fonts either in bios or in feeds or in both. But fancy fonts are not really going to add anything to your Instagram and in fact they can be very detrimental for a number of reasons. So first of all, fancy fonts can actually be really hard to read and people these days don't have the patience to try and figure out what the hell you're trying to say with your fancy font. And only this week I dropped um, across an Instagram bio where the account holder had written her entire bio in a really swirly fancy font and she'd interspersed it with all sorts of emojis, and it was, it was absolutely impossible to decipher what it was she was actually trying to say in her bio. There was simply no point to what she had done, and it was clearly impacting her, her Instagram bio negatively. Now, Instagram's search facility doesn't pick up on fancy fonts, and because your username and your name are searchable, if you put those things in a fancy pants font, it won't be found in Instagram search. And also, what is the point? I I think that people use the fancy fonts to try and stand out and to catch people's eye because, you know, the fonts do stand out. But in reality, if your message is on point and your content connects well with your audience, then fancy fonts should simply not be necessary in your Instagram bio or feed. Now, something to consider as well is that the visually impaired use sight readers to be able to access the online world. But those site readers do not read fancy fonts. So you're automatically excluding that group of people from being able to read your content. And fancy fonts, I believe, were designed with mostly with Apple products in mind, which is all well and good if your audience are all using iPhones or iPads or MacBooks. But if your audience are using Androids, your fancy fonts might show up as complete gibberish when they drop across your bio or your feed. Now, the other thing that I just want to cover in in terms of fancy fonts is your job is to try and make your audience's journey with you as easy, as clean and as simple as possible. They need to be able to quickly see what you do, how you can help, whether they feel you're a good fit for them. And if you use fancy fonts and you make it difficult to read your bios and the text in your feed, you're just going to turn your audience off quicker than any man wearing white socks and Jesus sandals. So I just really want to encourage you to abstain from getting sucked into the whole fancy fonts game. Use the simple, straightforward Instagram font. Make your bio clean and clear and easy and simple to read and understand. And the same with the text that you use in your Instagram feed. Now the other thing is that I notice that a lot of people either use hashtags really badly or they don't use them at all. And hashtags in themselves are a whole training, but I just want to show up and give you some pointers today. So you should always have hashtags on your posts and in your stories. You should never use the same hashtags over and over because Instagram will see that as spammy and it will penalise you by reducing your reach. And what you ideally need to do is to have a selection of about 20 hashtags for each post. And those hashtags should align well with the content that you're putting out. Hashtags are Instagram's search feature. It's how they index your posts and it's kind of like books in a library. It's a way for people to be able to find you using search and people that are looking specifically for that thing that is what you do. So I have at least eight different hashtag sets that I've got set up in my notes on my devices and when I post anything to my feed I then go and find the hashtag set that aligns best with the post, I copy the hashtag set and then I paste it into the first comment on on my post. If I don't have a hashtag set that matches and aligns well with the post then I'll go and find some by searching in Instagram. Now hashtags can be put either at the bottom of your post or in your comments and neither one works better than the other. I just prefer to have my hashtags tucked away in comments. If you're going to go and search um, Instagram for hashtags that you can then use as part of your social strategy, you need to be mindful about the popularity of that hashtag because the greater the popularity, the less likely you are to feature in that search. And I know that this is something that takes a little bit of time to do, but you've got to start searching hash- uh, hashtags for ones that align well with your brand. So for me, it would be like start an online business, business startup, creative startup, coaching start- startup, um, coaching business, creative business, all of that sort of stuff for posts where I'm sharing stuff about startup tips. And what I want you to try and think about is that If you start to select hashtags that that are all sort of up at the million plus range in terms of their popularity, it will be much harder to find you. So you need to get a variety of hashtags set up for your business that align well with the content that you're putting out. And the hashtag popularity needs to range from around 5,000 right the way up through to to maybe 500,000. Now it takes time and effort to put together hashtags for your business and often it's something people will skip because they feel like they don't have time or they're too lazy. But it's, it's causing, it means that it's detrimental to all of the work that they're putting into Instagram. And it's something that you should be taking time to do. Just set aside some time to go and start looking for hashtags that align well with your brand, that aren't too big a hashtag, that have that are slightly less popular. And start building out different sets of hashtags that you can use that align well with the posts that you're putting out. Hashtags are a key feature of Instagram. And learning how to use them and, and use them well will really benefit your biz. And there is an awful lot more to using hashtags effectively that I can't cover here. Um, It would just take too much time. But the tips that I've shared right now are a beginning point for for hashtags for you. And I hope you'll go and give it a go, give them a go, and I hope they'll help. I'm going to move on and talk about Reels because this is Instagram's latest feature and it's kind of their response to, to the popularity of TikTok. And Instagram want people using Reels. And I know that a lot of my followers have not yet dipped their toe in the water of Reels because it's this new thing and they're a little bit fearful about how to use it and what to use it for and getting on camera to do little videos of Reels that they can then post. But Instagram want you using them and they will reward you if you do. If you use Reels, you will find that your reach, the people that see your Reels, will probably be around five times greater than any other content that you post. So it's really important that you take some time to use reels and and just get into the habit of using them as a regular feature inside your Instagram account. When you do any sort of reels, guys, you also need to make sure that not only do you make the reel and send that live, but you share that reel to your feed and then you go into your feed and you share the reel into your stories as well so that you're covering three different bases with one 15 or 20 second reel. Now moving on to things like um, the posts that you have in your feed, it's absolutely okay to do what we call long form posts in your feed. That means posts where you've got a picture or a video and the text that you type underneath is long form, i.e. it's not just a couple of words or a couple of sentences. People will read that text and you, you have to remember this when you're working on social. Instagram wants to keep you and your followers on the platform for as long as possible. So, if you're putting out lots of posts that are posts that are going to keep your readers on your feed for longer, reading your stuff, Instagram will reward you by extending your reach. And this is why carousel posts are a great idea. I don't know whether you've seen them. You'll find them on my Instagram at Coaches and Creators if you want to go and see what they look like. And it's where you have a number of um, a number of Images that work on a carousel that people can swipe uh, left to go through, and I'll have carousel posts that have anywhere between four and eight images. And again, because with those types of posts it means that people stay on your feed looking at your content for longer, you'll get a better reach with a carousel post in your, your feed than you will with a single post image. So if you're thinking about posting a single post, Also think about how you could actually make that into a longer carousel. That means that people are going to have to swipe left to see all of the content of your post, meaning keep them on your feed for longer. Now, if you are stuck knowing how to create great looking posts for your Instagram feed and you just need to improve the way that your posts look inside your Instagram, then you can use Canva. Everything that you see inside of my Instagram is inside my Instagram feed is done using Canva. And I've actually got a free Canva training that shows you how to create really great-looking posts for your Instagram, and I've popped a um, a link to that free training in this podcast podcast description if you want to go and check it out. So I want to just jump back into your Instagram bio for a moment because I see a lot of people wasting the limited amount of space that they have in the bio. Inside your bio is really important for you to make it clear to your audience who you are and what you do. So you should be explaining who you are, what you do and how you can help people. Using your Instagram bio to tell people that you love dogs and readings reading books is not going to help improve your audience's life in any way so you need to try and make your bio more about them rather than about you and also the link in your bio guys I really want you to get this because this is a really really important part of your Instagram bio most people drop the link in their Instagram bio that takes people directly to the place where they sell their products or services, such as their website, their marketplace platform like Etsy, or their e-commerce store like Shopify. But that is not the best thing to do. And here's a little story about why. Social can shut down your account at any time or without notice. And recently, one of the um, amazing Instagram guys I follow had built his Instagram following to over 37,000 people. And then one day, in a heartbeat, Instagram closed his account down without warning for no apparent reason. And all that work that he had put into Instagram building his following was gone in an instant. 37,000 followers gone in an instant. Can you imagine how that would feel if you had spent so much time on Instagram building your following up to that sort of level? If it happened to him, it can happen to you too. And I've seen it happen to lots of other people. Fortunately, the guy in question had um, a big mailing list, which was a safe place for his audience. So even though the shutting down of his Instagram was something that he would not want to repeat and was really traumatic for him, he at least knew he had a business left because of the amount of people he'd managed to move from his following on Instagram onto his mailing list. By the way, he was was very lucky because he got his account back. But there are many, many people who have their accounts shut down and they never get them back. And the following is gone. So how does this connect to the link that you have in your bio? Your priority on Instagram is to try and turn your followers into mailing list subscribers. That means that you should, as much as possible, be trying to encourage as many of your followers on your platform To get onto your mailing list, which is where it's what I call your safe place. You own your mailing list, it's a safe haven for you to keep the details of your tribe, and it's a place that you are not going to lose in a heartbeat like you can with social. It's also the place, by the way, that you're most likely to sell your products and services because people on your mailing list are what we call your warm audience. They've already been happy to give you their email address, which shows that they are more interested in the products or the services that you're selling. So the link in your Instagram bio should be to your opt-in where you give away a freebie and the point is to get people onto your mailing list as quickly as possible. And this is something that is very much overlooked by so many Instagram accounts. You know, not a day goes by where I'm not going and checking out my followers Instagram bios and seeing that they don't actually have this setup in their Instagram bio they're just popping their website or their Shopify or their Etsy or other place that they're selling their products and services there's a link in their bio and you need to change that you have got to get a link in your bio that is to an opt-in to get your followers onto your mailing list Now, if you're panicking right now about taking your website, Etsy or Shopify store link out of your bio to replace it with an opt-in, there is a workaround. You can use a piece of software called Linktree. That's Linktree. And the way that you spell it is L-I-N-K-T-R and then a dot and then double E. So it's Linktree. You can use Linktree for free. And you can set up a little menu inside of Linktree and when you do that you can then inside of Linktree create multiple buttons each of which have a different URL in them. So it means that you can create a little button that is for your website, your Etsy store or your e-commerce store. You can create a little button that is a, um, a button that will take people to be able to subscribe to your mailing list. You can pop a little button on there that is to take people to your podcast or anything else that you're doing in your business. And it means then that Linktree gives you one URL that you pop in your Instagram bio. And when people click that link in your Instagram bio, it brings up a little menu and it has then the options on it that you have created in Linktree. So you can then have a little button that leads to your website or your store. You can have another little button that leads to your mailing list opt-in. Just don't go mad and put too many links on that Linktree menu because it will serve to confuse your audience. So just keep it to a couple or three at the most. But it is a great workaround. Okay. If somebody drops a comment in your feed, I I really want you to just be a good girl and go and take the time to respond. Don't be lazy and just hit the like button. Get into your comments and reply to the people that have taken time to comment on your posts. Connect and build relationships with those people that are taking the time to comment. That is how you start to build relationships that lead to collaborations and people getting on your mailing list and people buying your products and services. And I also want to say at this point, please don't be afraid to use the block feature. Not a week goes by where I'm not blocking people on Instagram. And that includes spammy accounts showing up and trying to sell me Bitcoin. It includes people dropping straight into DMs to try and sell me their shit without ever having made any attempt to connect with me and get to know me first. It includes men old enough to be my granddad telling me they love me and boys young enough to be my son telling me that they want to marry me. Block exists for a reason, so use it to keep your account tidy, positive and clean. So let's move on to talk about how often you should post. Now I know that coming up with ideas for social media can be tough and exhausting, and that, ladies, is why you need a plan. But remember... Instagram, Facebook, they want you on those platforms and they want you active. So the more you post, the more people you'll reach, the quicker you'll grow. That is literally how social works at the end of the day. So my rule of thumb at the moment is that I, I put at least one post per day to my main feed, although I generally achieve three. That's my daily goal. And at least three stories, although again, I generally achieve much more than that in my stories each day. Now, one of the ways in which I've been able to really increase my content for social. Is to plan out a social strategy, and I do I do that using Trello right now. But actually, come 2021, I'm going to be using my 2021 business planner because in that planner I've created ample space every month to start to really pre-plan a social strategy, and um, and to do so along my along with my three-step system. My three-step system is a planning system, and that planning system really works, and it works really well. And in the past weeks, I've been using my three-step system to set out my social strategy and my following has grown faster than ever. Now, I cannot tell you how much you will benefit from forward thinking what you're going to post on social. So I use as my three-step system, end goals, themes and customer journeys. And that enables me to create better social content, to take my audience on a better journey with me and to get those people to an end goal. And This is something that you can do too. First of all, I really want to recommend that you check out my free webinar because that is where I share my three-step system and you'll see how you can start to become much better at posting to your social accounts using that three-step system. But if you then use that three-step system alongside my 2021 Business Planner, you'll have everything you need to start showing up like a pro in your social accounts. And you'll see your following and your engagement grow as a result, but you'll also find that you'll become more productive and less stressed about social. So links to both that free webinar, all about my three-step planning system... And a link to the information page for my 2021 Business Planner are in this podcast description. And I really want to encourage you to just go and take a look at those things to see whether they'll have value to you in your business. And also, just as an add-on, when you purchase my 2021 Business Planner, you automatically become part of my accountability group. It's a private accountability group, and it's only for the ladies that buy my 2021 Planner. But it means that I will be showing up in that accountability group right through 2021 to help you keep not only on top of your social game, but on top of many other areas of your business as well. It's just a place that's going to help you grow and grow more quickly. And it means that you'll have me by your side as you're doing that now it's a really great idea for you to go and have a look around social to see what your competitors are posting especially those people in a similar niche to you who are light years ahead of you and have a big following go and check out what's popular in their feeds see what posts their audience are responding really well to and then just see if you can use that type of content for inspiration to create your own content to put out to your own audience Now, I know a few of my followers have started to use external social media schedulers for their Instagram and Facebook accounts in order to try and just manage the whole social monster a bit better. And I get that. But when I see that happening, I have to step in and let those ladies know that it may well be detrimental to their social accounts to use external schedulers. Again, Instagram wants you inside the platform, using the platform, being active on the platform. And if you use an external scheduler, they may penalise you by lowering your reach. There is an exception to that, and it's that if you do want to use a scheduler because you feel it's going to help you manage your social better, then you can use Facebook Creator Studio to schedule to both Facebook and Instagram. Facebook Creator Studio is fine. You won't be penalised for using it because it is owned by the platforms. Now, I know that a fair number of you don't like getting on camera and doing videos for your social accounts. But I've got to be really honest here, ladies, and say that if you are really determined to grow a successful online business, you are going to have to start showing up at some point. I'm going to be covering getting confident on camera inside my accountability group for the ladies who purchased my 2021 planner. But I want you to know that your audience want to see and connect with the human behind the brand. And the sooner you start getting over the fear of being in front of the camera, the better it's going to be for you. People want to connect with you. If you show up and share nothing but pictures of the products and services you have for sale, it dehumanizes you. People want to be interested, excited, and, it's in, and inspired by you. And the way you do that is to show up and document your journey. You show up and you, you document how you create your products what your behind the scenes looks like, the challenges you've overcome in your business, how you make what you make, why what you do is so important to you, the successes that you've had in your business. You should be sharing content to your audience that is more than just products and services. And it should include things like testimonials. You know, that's a really important part of your social strategy. Inside of social, you need to be storytelling with your content. It should be a live example of you and your business. And if you go to my Instagram, at Coaches and Creatives, you'll see that in my feed, I share mostly business, startup and growth tips and tools. But if you go to my stories, you start to see a lot more about me, my life, my story, my background, me building my biz, my challenges, my successes, my testimonials. We're all over in stories every single day. And talking about stories, you need to be doing them. They're really popular. Many people at the moment prefer to check you out in stories rather than your feed. So you've got to get on the story bandwagon. You need to share the stuff also that you put in your feed over to your stories. And also you should be sharing your reels to your feed and to your stories. So that you make sure you're covering as many bases as possible on the platform. Because someone that looks at you in your stories may not look at you in your feed and vice versa. So you've got to cover all bases. Okay. so ladies, the tips that I've shared here today are really just the tip of the iceberg in terms of making social work for you. But I hope they've helped and I hope that they've given you some food for thought. And if you just start with some of the stuff I've shared here today, and you start planning your social strategy, you are going to find it easier to show up. You're going to find it easier to show up. You're going to find it easier to come up with content, to share content. You'll become more confident about social. You'll reduce social overwhelm. It's likely you'll increase your following and just become a better better all-round Instagram pro. So... If you um, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out, um, or let me know if you've liked this um, this episode. I always appreciate your feedback. You can find me um, over on Instagram. It's the easiest place, I guess, to get hold of me. Uh, my Instagram handle is Coaches and Creatives. It's in the podcast description, and just feel free to drop over to Instagram and send me a DM. I'm there and I'm there daily, helping the ladies in my tribe start and grow their businesses. And remember, ladies, just to finish, if you really want to hit your social like a warrior next year and you want to make 2021 the best year in your business yet, please go and check out my free three-step system webinar and my 2021 business planner, because together they will change the way that you approach, approach your social accounts and they'll probably change the way that you approach your business as a whole. Links to both of those things are in my podcast description. I just want to say thank you so much for joining me here today. I really appreciate and value your time. And I'll catch you again for another podcast episode real soon. Bye for now. for showing up, being here and tuning into this episode. I appreciate you. Remember to subscribe so that you'll receive a notification when more episodes go live. And why not share this podcast with another female business owner who you know will get value from being here. I want you to stay on your business. I want you to stay committed to your business. I want you to become unstoppable in your business. And I'll catch up with you for more business success tips real soon. Take care. Bye for now.